must find earth. Must find combined drugs. That's enough of that. Time to hit the old hay. Sorry, couch. Didn't mean to spill that Taco Bell on you earlier. Whoa. Where is this light coming from? And why am I floating off the ground? Oh, where am I? Am I dead? Probably not. Because I smell like that crappy old couch in Taco Bell. What's that light over there? Maybe I am dead. Only one way to find out. Walk towards the light. A door. Huh. How do I open this? That feels like a button. Whoa! What is this? It looks like some sort of control center or something. Huh. All these displays and controls seem dead or shut off. Huh. What's this? It looks like my hand would fit into it. Well, here goes nothing. Mr. Anderson, James Anderson, thank you for restoring power to my systems. I've been shut off for some time now and have been waiting for you. With you on board, my systems should be able to sustain themselves for some time, even you provide me with fuel. Wait, um, what? Who and what are you, and what did you say about fuel that I'm providing? James, I understand you have questions, but my system cannot be online for much longer without energy from you soon. What are you asking me to do? I don't understand what's going on here. James, please give me a review of Fantastic Beasts. Crimes of Grindelwald. The movie or the book? Hello? Okay, I guess the movie then. I'm just gonna start out by saying, this ain't your mama's Harry Potter anymore. Don't you be talking about my mama. Hey, listen, it's just a saying. I mean, do you even have a mama? Alright, well, like I was saying, this is starting to turn into something way bigger and better than just the Triple H. Hogwarts, Harry Potter, and Hagrid. Oh, I know of Triple H. The American wrestler from the WWE. Can you smell that? Smell what? Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Alright, really insensitive, man. My mom didn't let me watch wrestling as a kid growing up. Sure, I know what a suplex is. Sure, I know what a power dive is. 
but I otherwise have no idea what you're talking about. Things in this movie, though, are completely a different question. They have opened up. It's not just about butter beer and Quidditch, which, by the way, the things that people did when Harry Potter first came out, starting a Quidditch league in real life, not okay. Not all right. What a bunch of broom-clutching nerds. All right, back to the movie at hand, though. In this movie, you get to really see the secret wizarding world of Paris. It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's incredibly stunning. You get to see all of the oddities and the influences on the parts of the wizarding world from this movie that you see in the other movies. You get to see a magic circus in the movie, which is amazing, by the way. The way it just, like, moves and animates as this, like, magic circus is just awesome. That sounds magical. Did they have a flying elephant? Alright, listen. They've seen brooms fly. They've seen cars fly. But they ain't ever seen an elephant fly. Ain't got nothing on Dumbo. Alright, so they don't have a flying elephant, but... Let me tell you, they do have an amazing flying Chinese dragon dog thing. It's really one of the most awesome things, creatures, one of the fantastic beasts that Newt eventually becomes friends with in this movie. Uh, they also have a girl from Indonesia um, that's, she's cursed. And the one thing that I thought was really interesting about the fact that this character is in this movie is that they're then alluding that the magic world goes further than the United States, further than England, and further than Paris. It stretches across the whole world. And I just wasn't aware that they'd kind of done that sort of stuff with the wizarding world before. I was. You were what? I was aware of this fact. Well, aren't you a special know-it-all and kind of a pompous asshat? I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, I said, well, aren't you a special kind of compass brass cat? I've been told I am one of the most renowned compass brass cats of my time. Would you please go into further detail about the world building in this movie? The world building is really the strongest aspect of Harry Potter and all of the Wizarding World movies. Which, by the way, when did it become the Wizarding World? When did we change it from just, you know, a Hogwarts land world? Everything happened there and it just it made a lot of sense. But I guess now we really do have a reason to call it the Wizarding World. We see so much more. It just really feels rich. There aren't just pure bloods, muggles, half bloods, and uh, mud bloods, which I think are the same thing. There's just a lot of variation and difference between all the different people in this world. Everything is so varied and interesting now. It sounds like every wizard and character is like a unique star in this world, similar to the Filmontu galaxy. The what? What the heck is the Filmantu galaxy? Are you busted and just pooping out random words? I only pooped a little. Jeez <sighs> Louise, you remind me of an extra needy Tamagotchi. You need to be fed, you need attention, and now you're starting to poop everywhere. 
Come on. You're a computer. Clean yourself up. Acknowledged. Defragging hard drive. Please stand by for estimating time. One minute. Five minutes. Twenty minutes. Seven hours. This may take a while. Alright, while you're fixing yourself, I guess I'll continue then. So now that we've talked about this really amazing world that they're building that's slowly been opening up, one thing I also want to touch on is that the world that they've built in this movie specifically is it's such a dark world. By the end of the eighth Harry Potter movie, stuff was getting really dark and just really grim. But this is only the second movie of a new set of movies. We're already talking about uh, babies drowning, little old ladies dying, uh, babies being just straight up murdered, slavery, home invasion, racism. Uh, the main point for one of the characters is he just wants to meet his parents. Not too big of an ask, he just wants to know his real name. I mean, come on, give the guy a break, he just wants to be named. Moonchild, am I right? What? No, you need to take it easy on the 80s movies there, alright? I could tell you, but it's such a good reveal that when they do it, I just, I couldn't ruin it for you. It really is pretty grim. People are constantly getting betrayed. There's fear-mongering amongst the general population in the wizarding world. The overarching theme is they're trying to divide people into subgroups and make them enemies of each other. They're demonizing the government, trying to get people to think that it's doing the wrong thing. It's honestly a really hefty movie. I think there are so many different elements and feelings underneath the story that it can be a bit much at times. Um, and not really give it a super specific, solid tone. Overall, I think the first Fantastic Beasts movie had a better tone all the way through, but I still really loved this movie. So, Fantastic Beasts of Grindelwald is tone-deaf? So tone-deaf, it didn't even pass choir in high school. It must have been a band nerd. Based off all the things I've told you so far, it sounds like a fairly complex movie, right? If I were a simple human, like yourself, then yes. But I happen to be a state-of-the-art AI, so no. Well, excuse me for being a simple human, but it definitely is. Let me tell you, you really need to be up on your Harry Potter game. I would absolutely recommend, at the very least, watching the last Fantastic Beasts movie. You'll also have a lot more appreciation for it if you're well-versed in your Harry Potter mythos. For a good part of the movie, they're actually talking about a character that they never directly called their name out in a scene. And for a while, I was like, crap, who is this? I thought it was a girl. But let me tell you, spoiler, it was definitely a dude. Ah, I see. The dude looks like a lady. Not even close, actually. It was just so far out from the last time I'd seen Fantastic Beasts that I was struggling to remember who did what and why and what their names were and where they left off at the end of the movie. 
I mainly remembered that Colin Farrell turned into Johnny Depp at the end of the last movie. So, dude looks like another dude, my friend, not a lady. Moving on to the part of the review that I would consider the most important. No, no, no. Not Grindelwald. The Fantastic Beasts. And oh, are they fantastic. I am a little sorry to say, overall, the Beasts don't exactly get the spotlight as much as they did in the first movie, but they still do have a role to play, and like I said, they are fantastic. Well, I certainly hope they are more fantastic than this review. Hey, easy there, bud. I could just stop. I could just stop reviewing if you'd like. Oh no, please continue. I've just realized how fantastic this review is. Okay, well, going into more detail about some of the fantastic beasts, there is a awesome seahorse made out of seaweed. Super loved that. A weird thing happens with it, though. It bites Newt Scamander's assistant's hand or finger. I, I get that detail is lost. That's lost on me. Um, but he kind of just brushes it off and just starts to white finger. He's like, no, 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 I got this. It's fine. It's fine. Just go home. I got this. It's fine. Just leave. It's fine. I got it. I got it. And of course she doesn't leave, but you know, that's how it works with the white fang. Oh, I understand. Why don't you just get out of here? I don't want you anymore. I don't need you. Oh, really? Uh, I can just leave? Where's the door? What a clever human you are. You've seen through my traps. And they always told me humans were so dumb. Hey, are you talking about me? Um, no, I am not. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Back to the beasts, though, that we were talking about. There are a lot of awesome ones. There's also the Chinese dragon dog thing that I mentioned earlier. It really is just an impressive creature that they've made. The creature designed for it is awesome. It looks like one of those... Uh, Chinese dragon puppets that there's a bunch of people inside of that dance around in street parades uh, but it's this just creature full of life and energy and he also brings it out from his magical suitcase that makes a return and just wrecks he wrecks shop with it it's like a bull in a china shop you also got the little stick dude that was in the first movie that's always chilling with Newt in his front pocket. And this time around, it actually gets a bit of backstory, which is really cool. It just kind of makes everything feel a lot more alive and a lot more meaningful. He, you know, good character. Not as cool as Groot. Kind of Grootish, but not Groot. Also, the mini platypus mouse dogs. I don't know. I just, I have to, everything is kind of like a dog. That's, that's the only way to describe most of the things. Not, not, not exactly, but ju that's just how I do it. The platypus mouse dog things that always want to get shiny golden things. Uh, they are in this one not nearly as much as the first one. They're honestly just used as a plot device to move the story along. They don't have too many awesome moments, but there is one near the end. And it's awesome. You just want to reach out and give the little dog platypod a high five. 
There are also some dragon things in this movie. I don't know if they're creatures or from a spell. Kind of unclear to me. But if they're a creature, then they were cool, but a little too CG-ish. Just really flashy with a lot of lights and colors coming out of them. But as a spell, makes sense, but not a beast. So, yeah, wherever that puts you. Oh, the beasts. They sound so fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, some of the actors also deserve a lot of credit as well. They really did an excellent job for the most part, and it wasn't just a couple people doing a great job. It was a lot of them. It was a big cast. The main actors and supporting actors were all great. There's Theseus Commander, played by Eddie Redmayne, Newt Commander's brother, brought way more meaning to the character than I thought he could. When you see the character, you think, oh, that's just the douchey version of Newt Commander. But he really just brought a lot of emotion and kind of made the stakes feel a lot more real. You'd think for that type of character, you'd be like, oh, no problem, I got this. Every time, it's gonna be alright. But he was picking sides. He was showing that he cared for his brother and what's going on in the world and his fiancée. He's not just another pretty face. You got Newt Scamander also. This time, there's a lot of background story that they give him during the movie, uh, which I appreciate. I don't read the books. I know, shame on me. I'm not a proper Harry Potter slash Hogwarts Wizarding World Dumbledorean historian. Um, but... I appreciate it. Uh, you get to see Hogwarts and how he's just really good friends with Dumbledore and their relationship. You get a sense of the character having a life that that's just not everything going on around him in only the moment. One thing that I also appreciated about the character is he's not the type of main protagonist of a movie that just is always going to fix everything. He's not the perfect hero. He's sometimes even a little less than the everyman. But I think that's kind of an endearing and, you know, kind of needed character to be a hero now. You don't need a Captain America or some Marvel superhero always being the pinnacle of humanness. Sometimes it's nice to have a character that's not perfect and not even that close to perfect saving the day and being heroic. You're very similar to Newt Scamander. You don't seem very heroic, but you are saving me. Oof. The backhand on your compliment may have left a mark. Thanks. The other two big players in the story are Dumbledore, Jude Law, and Gellert Grindelwald, Johnny Depp. Even though these two actors are household names and carry a lot of feelings, emotions, and history with them, I thought they really brought their characters into their own space in this movie. The portrayal of Dumbledore was really just pretty accurate, I thought. It was good. Uh, it was like Dumbledore in Harry Potter, except just, you know, there's a lot more fire in his belly and a little more... Uh, rule-breaking, I would say. Uh, the other kind of big thing that they 
did with Dumbledore in this movie is they now have kind of canonically hinted in the movies that Dumbledore is gay. Um, I liked the way that they did it. They didn't make it the sole thing about his character. Um, it was just one aspect of the character. It wasn't the overriding single purpose of this character. So I kind of appreciated the way that they went about that because J.K. Rowling has said in the past Dumbledore is gay, but I think that they handled it in a very good way. That's just part of the character. Then you also have Gellert Grindelwald that Johnny Depp plays. Um, he has brought a lot to Harry Potter dumb and the wizarding world with this character. Uh, and I thought he did a really good job. He made this villain feel a lot more grounded for me than any of the other villains in the Harry Potter movies. Um, he isn't just your run of the mill Voldemort, really just evil guy. There are a lot more cracks and kind of flaws in his overall uh, villainousness. Um, there are times when he shows like a part of him that's really appealing to other characters and that he, he does care about them. It's not that he's just, you know, the evil mastermind that wants to take over the world. He's a really ruthless and cunning and manipulative character. Um, he gets characters to do things that you wouldn't expect them to be doing from meeting them in the first movie. I really just enjoyed the way that he balanced the parts of this character. It's not, it's not just evil, because that just, over time, gets to be a kind of boring villain. That is just one note and evil. Johnny Depp plays a very good villain, very menacing, and very compelling. And I think, like I said, Johnny Depp really brought a lot of the fire in this character to the screen. So, overall, how do you think I feel about this movie? I am certain that you feel it is, in fact, a movie. Man, for such a smart computer, you're so smart. And also, I would recommend this movie. I really enjoyed it. Even though I'm not the most ardent Harry Potter and Wizarding World fan, I don't know all the Harry Potter things. If you're just looking for something that really has an enriching, awesome world, some great characters, um, and some really good creature design, I think you'll find that this is a, if you don't mind me saying, a fantastic movie. Well, uh, I guess that's done. Hello? Um, ship? Join us uh, next time robot? to find out what happens to James Voice? and what he might review next. Are you there? Hello? Hello?